Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show. It's already Thursday. Thursday, T-minus one day until Friday. And, uh, wow, for the first time in a, in a while, I actually had a few minutes before the show to stop doing show prep and just say, okay, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee and do the show. I think most of that was because I was in the studio from 6 in the morning until 9.30 last night. I'm not complaining. I get to do this for a living. It's fantastic. All right, so coming up here, uh, big news from the Supreme Court with regard to uh, the Second Amendment as our Congress attempts to betray the Second Amendment and at least 14 Republicans are doing the same thing on Capitol Hill. Uh, It looks like in New York, concealed carry is going to be a whole lot easier to do. So we're going to get that in the second. But uh, the other news is yesterday, I believe, I'm not even sure, the J6 committee had another day of hearings. Yeah, and nobody's watching. 10% care. There's no trial like a show trial, like no trial that I know. This is Jim Gossett. Everything about it is deceiving. That's fabulous. The January 6th committee lies. A bunch of crap that no one is believing. The tales they're weaving, nobody buys. They need some dancers. There's no people but Joe's people who'd fall for this lame show. Adam Schiff's a liar who's been caught before. Kinzinger is a major bore. Liz Cheney won't be in the Congress anymore. Because this trial is for show. Big finish. Yes, this trial is our show. Uh, Jim Gossett, uh, two S's and two T's, Jim Gossett, with, uh, there's no, there's just no trial like a show trial, is there? Yeah. Uh, And uh, 10% of Americans, according to a poll that I uh, read yesterday, 10% of Americans said that they're paying real close attention to the, uh, to the show trial. And it's because Americans know because of the First Amendment, because uh, the uh, First Amendment hasn't been completely uh, wiped out yet, uh, despite the best efforts of big social media and the mainstream media and the Democrat Party, the word will get out. The, uh, the word will get out that uh, it's a giant sham show trial, one-sided kangaroo court, just like they used to do in the former Soviet Union. So uh, it sucks to be you, Democrats. It does, because you're getting uh, curb stopped. Now, here's the other thing that's kind of good. No, I'd say really, 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 really good news. The Supreme Court has overturned a New York law on carrying concealed weapons. Now, as I get into this, I'm going to explain to you, I guess I didn't realize what a third world banana republic hellhole the country had descended into with regard to concealed carry, with regard to trying to get a concealed carry permit in different municipalities around the country. And I guess I'm a little sensitive about it because I'm a media figure. And uh, and I know some of uh, my friends, media figures, who've had a great deal of time uh, difficulty uh, getting a concealed carry permit in cities like New York, in cities like Washington, D.C. And these are media figures who uh, have been threatened in many ways, shapes, and forms. And also, have I mentioned that New York City and Washington, D.C. really suck for violent crime? There's that, too. There is a whole lot of that. I'm thinking the guy won't push you onto the subway tracks if you have a gun. If you just brandish the weapon, I don't know how carry, how crazy you are. I think most people, even crazy people, go, oh, ho, 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 hold on. It just kind of depends on what level of 
of crazy. So anyway, the Supreme Court struck down New York century-old law restricting the carrying of concealed firearms Thursday. It's the first major Second Amendment decision in more than a decade and a ruling that could lead to more weapons on the streets as well as subways, churches, bars, airports, and just about anywhere people gather. That's the headline. And here's what uh, the, the mayor of New York, who has proven to be a complete idiot, I mean, just not a smart man, you know, nothing against him, you know, whatever, but he's just stupid. So anyway, uh, and people say, well, you shouldn't use the word stupid. And I always say, as I did to my, uh, you know, I remember when my son was a kid and his, uh, we were sitting in a meeting at uh, preschool or whatever, a bunch of moms sitting around, a bunch of Karens, and I, and I use the word stupid. They say, we don't use the word stupid. I said, what do you call stupid people? It was very popular in that group. I don't think I went back. Anyway, it keeps me up at night, uh, Eric Adams, the, pres- the, uh, the mayor of New York. Uh, we had some of the most stringent gun-permitting laws. I'm extremely concerned about this. Well, you shouldn't because uh, criminals have run roughshod all over the city of New York. And I don't know if you looked at the crime stats lately. That's not because of legal firearms, you, you doofus. Uh, there you go. I'll be a little kind. I'll just call him a doofus. So writing for the 6-3 court, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, I'm sure there will be some sort of uh, maybe protests out in front of his home by leftists, wrote the law's requirement that New Yorkers want to uh, license uh, to carry a handgun in public to show proper cause that the weapon is specifically needed for self-defense violates the 14th Amendment by preventing law-abiding citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their right to keep and bear arms in public. Boom, 100%, duh. When the Second Amendment uh, Amendment's plain text covers an individual's conduct, the Constitution presumptively protects that conduct, Thomas added. The government must then justify its regulation by demonstrating that it is consistent with the nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. And it hasn't done that. The city of New York didn't. The state uh, rifle, pistol association, and two upstate men had challenged the law on the book since 1913 claiming it violated their Second Amendment's rights. I wonder how many lives were lost because unarmed people were brutalized in the city of New York and other cities around the country. Paul Clement is the lawyer representing his, uh, the association. He says his clients are seeking nothing more than their fellow citizens in 43 other states already enjoyed. Now, I live in uh, <clears throat> Johnson County, Kansas. That's where I live now. And uh, I lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years. We have open carry here. You can literally walk in to like a bar, like an old timey saloon, with your uh, with your uh, you know your gun on your on your hip. They don't do that here, but you can you can you can have open carry. You can do concealed carry, and uh, the number of uh, liquor in liquor store and smash and grab robberies in Johnson County, Kansas, this year so far, I believe uh, stands at um, zero. Uh, yeah. There's that. I'm not saying there's no crime here, but generally, if you think somebody's packing, and you do, uh, you should assume it almost anywhere, to be quite honest. And, and great, glorious, praise be to, uh, you know, the Second Amendment. So anyway, the New York State, uh, oh, no, no, let me move on here. Uh, carrying a firearm outside the home is a fundamental constitutional right. It is not some extraordinary action that requires an extraordinary demonstration of need. 
Nothing in the Second Amendment text uh, draws a home public distinction with respect to the right to keep and bear arms. The Second Amendment guarantees an individual right to possess and carry firearms in case of confrontation, and confrontation can surely take place outside the home. Now, I believe the statistic is 800,000 crimes annually prevented by good guys with guns. That includes police officers, by the way. And what would you rather have? Uh, You in a subway with a psycho carrying an illegal firearm ready to kill you, or you on a subway with a psycho carrying a firearm wanting to kill you, and uh, two other good Samaritans who are trained with uh, gun safety rules and engagement uh, on the car with you. I'm thinking on the car with you is going to win. I got to just me. Just me personally. This is a big thing. John Stossel, who I really, really enjoy as an investigative reporter, uh, he's always been spot on. He's a libertarian. I don't know if you knew that. He's a libertarian. Uh, here he is talking about trying to get a concealed carry himself. Now, as a conservative media figure in, in New York City, you are constantly under threat. If you're Stephen Colbert, you can walk down the street and do a, you know, a kick line with a bunch of uh, transgendered individuals dressed as syringes, uh, you know, doing a kick by a number about COVID, and you're going to be perfectly fine. If you're a conservative in New York City, not so much. Here's John Stossel on uh, trying to get a concealed carry in the Big Apple. Because I once tried to get a carry permit in my town. They didn't make it easy. This is 50 pages. The form says I must promise I know the definition of other weapons like metal knuckle knife, a kung fu star. I don't want a kung fu star. Yeah, but you you need that. I mean, seriously, you never know when the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will come up out of the sewer. I just want a gun for safety. It took hours just to fill out the forms. Then you have to go in. Now, this is where it gets all sorts of banana republic. And, and if you ever been to like a, a third world country, I remember one time I went to Jamaica with a bunch of listeners years and years ago. And we were there and this couple decided stupidly to rent a car and venture out into Jamaica uh, as two, uh, you know, gringos, I guess, from the United States. And they were stopped after uh, rolling through a stop sign not too far from the uh, hotel. And the, uh, they said, we're going to have to uh, find you because it was a Jeep, by the way, pulled up behind him, had a 50 cal on the back. And they said, well, how much is the fine? And they said, well, how much do you have? And, uh, and consequently, um, they had to give all the money and they left their vacation the, uh, the day after. Person to police headquarters. Here, they fingerprinted me asked me to give reasons why I should be allowed to have a gun. Third world. And they charged me a $430 application fee. Now, wait a minute. That almost sounds like it could be, oh, I don't know, a a poll tax. Very close to a poll tax. Having to pay a money that many people can't afford to enjoy a constitutional right. Half a year later, they told me, no, you may not have a carry permit. They said I could try again if I could prove a special need for a it. special need. He's got to be special. Gone. And I tried that. I showed them threats on my life. Not good enough, they said later. Not good enough. Now, here's where it gets all sorts of third world. I didn't even realize this was going on, but, uh, you know, because I live in a place where you can carry a gun. Uh, you can even have it under your seat in your car or maybe even hanging in the back of your truck. They don't really do that so much anymore. Here, Here's where it gets all third world. Other people got permits. Huh, Big what? celebrities got them. Oh. So did the politically connected. Sure. Friends of the ruling class, that's who gets it. Everyone else, you're out of luck. I wasn't famous enough. No. But I probably would have gotten a permit if I had bribed the cops. In the- ah, there we go permit department turned out they were taking lavish gifts in exchange for gun permits (laughs) so were some politically connected lawyers like this man 
and a man with police connections was caught offering cops as much as $6,000 to issue gun permits without doing background checks. Boy, that is just, uh, that's just classic, isn't it? In other places, a political contribution. Oh, people per- of course! Permits. Scams like that thrive whenever politicians pass too many laws. All right, now I've got more on this and, and a whole bunch of other stuff, including uh, gas prices. Joe Biden went off yesterday. He is so getting his rear end handed to him by America because of his abject failure as a leader. Uh, the number here is 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. Kind of a big day for the uh, Second Amendment with uh, uh, politicians on Capitol Hill trying to do red flag laws and a bunch of nonsense that will mean precisely D-word for Richard with the uh, gun legislation they're trying to get across uh, in on Capitol Hill. And, and you know, they don't give a, a damn. They don't, they don't give a damn. They know it's not going to do anything. They know it's not going to prevent Uvalde from happening. They know it's not going to prevent anything. It's just about getting their name on a piece of legislation. It's just about, and I, I don't understand, this president has a, an approval rating below, now below exam. And and we feel like we need to work with the Democrats and the president with regard to the Second Amendment. Uh, horse hockey. Horse hockey, I say. Now, uh, John Stossel, I just played some audio from John Stossel because he's a uh, kind of a, a preeminent uh, New Yorker. He's lived in New York his entire life. Too bad. So sad. Um, and he's uh, kind of excited because he's tried to get a concealed carry permit in New York for decades and has had no luck. And the left has done everything they can to throw, uh, you know, statistics and this and that about uh, concealed carry. They're always wrong because concealed carry areas are always much safer than America's inner cities. I don't, I don't even need to bother to try to, uh, pr- pr- to prove that right now at this point. If you look at the crime rates around the country and concealed carry laws, and you'll see that the big cities in America are almost void of concealed carry laws, and they're the ones with the highest crime, and the people who have the most concealed carry or even open carry laws have the lowest crime rates in the country. That's just the way it is. But the left uh, did everything they could to, you know, say uh, that concealed carry is terrible, including including that if a concealed carry is made uh, illegal, that uh, gay gay people and, and, uh, and women will uh, suffer the most. Uh, the opposite is true. Robert Nash and Brendan Koch sued after they were denied permits, and that case has now reached the Supreme Court. You're excited about this. Yeah, and I couldn't be more excited about it. Court watchers predict his side will win, especially because there are more originalist judges on the court. And he did. So it's likely that soon more Americans will legally be able to carry guns. Everybody's going to die. No, actually, a, a lot fewer people are going to die. Of course, lots of people say that will be terrible. No more silence and gun violence. Women are less safe when there are more guns. Every vulnerable population, be it LGBT people, students of LGBT, oh my gosh. color, uh, has more to fear. Actually, data on new gun owners shows that many minorities and women believe having a gun gives them less to fear. There's an awful lot of women out there who bought firearms to protect themselves and feel a whole lot safer. Yeah, and uh, concealed carry permits are skyrocketing in Philadelphia as women, as women see the city's crime ray, uh, wave continue to surge. 
Uh, yeah, concealed carry permit applications from women outpaced men 51 to 49 percent in uh, in Philadelphia. Women call themselves Terry's Angels after their gun instructor Terry Lapp, Terrence Lapp, a former police firearms instructor. One member of Terry's Angels cited Philadelphia carjackings as murders as a motivator for learning to shoot. Uh, carjackings up about 50 percent in Chicago. I'm thinking, yeah, hey, you know, just hold the gun up, say, uh, back away from the car. Or you go boom, boom, it's going to stop the carjacking. She said, I've been living in Philadelphia almost 64 years and have never seen anything like this. That's why I carry a gun. Here is uh, John Stossel with some stats on uh, gun ownership and less crime. And here's another common argument against people owning guns. The more guns we have, the less safe we all are. And we are the laughing stock of the world. We are the laughing stock of the world. Who gives a rat's behind if the world laughs at us? Because most of the world, uh, a good share of it, uh, run by despots, despots, I should say, and, uh, and morons. World. Well, I think there's an awful lot of people in, around the world that wish they had the freedom we have in America. Oh, no. Oh, no. Belgium is laughing at us. <laughs> Where's Belgium? And have a second amendment. 800,000 times a year a person uses a By Germany or something. I don't know. They make chocolates. And they're evil. If you call 911, they usually get there after the crime is over and fill out the paperwork. Yeah, there's that. And it's true. In prisons, felons have always told me. Listen to this, kids. What they feared most was not the police, but a victim who might be armed. When you go to rob somebody you don't know, it makes it harder because you don't know what to expect out of them. Often just showing the pistol is enough to protect yourself. Just a mere presence of the gun stops the crime from happening. Yeah, now in uh, in Canada, the home of uh, Justin Trudeau, who's so dreamy and, uh, you know, a totalitarian, uh, here's Justin Trudeau talking about, because, uh, you know, in, in, in the United States, people, uh, they, they'll say, well, you don't need a gun. You don't need an AR-15 to shoot uh, targets and go turkey shooting. Actually, they don't talk like that. They weren't like this. You don't need a gun to shoot targets and go turkey hunting. Well, it's not about that. Second Amendment is about defending yourself. That's it. Defending yourself against enemies, foreign and domestic and domestic, as in the government could be your enemy which I think we can kind of uh, see some major evidence of that. Uh, that said, here is Justin Trudeau saying in Canada, you don't even get a gun to protect yourself. There are debates, and we have a, a, a culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or for sport shooting in Canada, and there's lots of gun owners, and they're mostly law-respecting and, and law-abiding, but you can't use a gun for self-protection. And why in the bleep not? Canada. That's not a right that you have in the Constitution. I'm thinking if you have a gun for target practice and somebody breaks in your house, tries to kill you, uh, bang, bang. Or anywhere else, if you try and buy a gun and say it's for self-protection, no, you don't get that. You get it for hunting. Well, what kind of sense does that make? Uh, in a country where you could you can have a gun for turkey hunting or whatever the hell they shoot, elk hunting or moose hunting or... I don't know, Francophile, honey. It ain't just a joke. I speak French. Anyway, uh, but but you can't protect yourself. You can get it for sports shooting. You can take it to the range. Uh, no problem, as long as you go through our rigorous background check. But if somebody tries to shoot you at the range, you can't shoot back. But they won't because law, you know, abiding citizens don't. There's a difference around the culture. And one of the things that we're yeah. seeing with the debate in the States is you get more and more of the American style. Hey, Justin, you lost. All, you know, right to carry self-defense arguments filtering up through through the uh, you know the, the usual more right-wing communications channel. Yeah, well, see, we have the Second Amendment, which has made us a 
Uh, you know, uh, the greatest country in the history of the world, that with the First Amendment. And uh, Canada, you're pretty much just one of those little sucker fishes on the big shark that is the United States. And you don't need to protect yourselves because, you know, you have us, you little sucker fish. All right, so more on this coming up, including Joe Rogan's response to Justin Trudeau and uh, Joe Biden on gas. Don't go anywhere. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's the Rob Carson Show. But... You can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. That's there you go. So uh, Justin Trudeau says that you cannot use a gun for self-protection, which is the stupidest thing ever. I mean, really, honestly, of all the things you could really, really need a gun for, I'd say that's number one. I'd say pretty much, you know, well, let's see, do I uh, get a turkey this season or do I save my family from being murdered? I'm thinking uh, the whole murdered thing is going to usurp that. I could be wrong. did get a nice email from uh, Joe. Joe says, uh, we beat England, England with guns and without them, or and, uh, and without them, we would be British subjects like Canada. Yeah, you guys are British subjects. I mean, seriously, you still think that the royal family is... You know, important. It's it's pretty amazing, you Canadians. And yeah, you know, just I know that most Canadians are probably <clears throat> like Americans, light. You know, you like your guns, you like your free speech, and all that. But unfortunately, you just keep electing idiots like Justin Trudeau. <sighs> so anyway, that's the uh, that's the big news uh, with regard to uh, guns. Oh, the IRS is buying up ammo. They spent seven hundred thousand dollars between March and June purchasing ammunition. Uh, of course, never in the explanation like um, I think it was the IRS and the HHS and the Obama administration bought $1.5 billion worth of ammo. Again, uh, no, uh, no explanation whatsoever. No, no explanation. Why do you need Well, you know, we just, you know, no, no reason, no reason, whatever. And the uh, White House has denied claims uh, made by U.S. firearms industry that the Biden administration, considering a policy that would cut off much as 30 percent of the civilian supply for AR-15 uh, ammunition. And this is absolutely true. This is absolutely true. There's one factory that uh, manufactures the, uh, the uh, Winchester, actually, manufactures the ammunition and the excess ammunition they sell off to the public, and the government wants to shut that off, which would effectively uh, hobble the ability to be able to get this ammunition. This is backdoor gun control. That's what they try to do. That's what, uh, <clears throat> that's what despots try to do. That's what totalitarians try to do. Fortunately, the totalitarians in this country are uh, getting their teeth kicked in, at least with this ruling in New York. Uh, on uh, Tuesday afternoon, White House Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates denied having plans to end excess ammunition sales from the Lake City plant for Winchester. He says the administration is not trying to restrict production and sales of excess ammunition available for sale to the public uh, uh, at Lake City Army Ammunition Plant. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. And that whole uh, disinformation bureau, we were never going to do that. I know we kind of got the infrastructure going and we hired somebody who's a radical leftist to be a part of it, but we were never planning on shutting down free speech. Uh, where'd you get that? Where did you, did you get that? I don't know. Yeah. Five major cities are on track to uh, surplus, the, surplus their, try it again, surpass their 2021 homicide totals. Milwaukee up 25% run by Democrats. Washington, D.C. up 24% up by, run by Democrats. Atlanta, way up. Uh, and they're up 14% run by Democrats. Baltimore, dear God in heaven, Baltimore. 
homicides through the ceiling. People are being killed in Los Angeles at a faster pace than in 2021 when homicides hit a 15-year high. Yeah, concealed carry. It's, it's going to get much worse with concealed carry. No, it's going to get a whole hell of a lot better. Here is a Joe Rogan, America's number one podcaster, but I'm coming up. I've only got to get about... Nine million more downloads a day. But here is uh, Joe Rogan talking about Justin Trudeau and not allowing uh, uh, protection, firearms for protection in Canada. Did you see what Trudeau said today? (sighs) Wait, today? Did you see? he? I'll send it to you, Jamie, because it is wild. He said you don't have the right in Canada to own a gun to protect your life. It is one of the most wild things I've ever seen anybody say. Because, first of all, I don't believe it's true. I don't believe he is correct in terms of what what do they have up there? They don't have a constitution. It's not the same. But yeah, whatever no, it is. Like, I mean, they're still part of England. And yeah. UK, all of them over there. Um, well, they're under the rule of the queen, theoretically, yeah. technically yeah. speaking. Yeah. Someone sent it to me, and I, I don't know if I saved it because I was so disgusted. I think yeah. I might have, like, just fucking through my head. Oh, yeah, there we go. So that's uh, Joe Biden. I thought that was... <clears throat> anyway, Joe uh, Joe Rogan saying that uh, it's ridiculous. And it is ridiculous. And uh, this is a victory for us. This is a, uh, a victory for us. Let's move on to other stuff. Now, um, I don't know if you've been to a gas pump lately, but the uh, have you noticed that the gas... They're not doing the daily uh, prices highest? Because I guess it dropped a, a few pennies the other day because that's what international commodities do. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, international commodities that are based on a variety of different issues. Uh, In this case, um, not the war uh, in Ukraine uh, by Russia, although it has affected the market, but it was way, way, way on the way to, uh, you know, doubling in price when Joe Biden took office and all of the executive orders and whatnot that he did. Uh, And and if you don't believe me, here's what Joe Biden said against, uh, uh, said with uh, uh, Bernie Sanders in a debate way back in 2019. Number one, no more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. And Okay, so there you go. So he uh, set the table there. He made the bed. And now Democrats have to lie in it. And uh, people are still saying, oh, no, 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 it's, it's, it's Putin's fault. It is 100% Putin's fault. Well, here's the president yesterday. And, and he, I've got some more things from the president. He's begging gas companies, not gas companies, individual owners of gas stations to lower their prices. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, that's going to happen because uh, they'll go out of business. Uh, but anyway, uh, here he is talking about his plan while, while saying he wants oil companies to produce more oil. His plan to get rid of all the cars that run on gas. You see, you see why the oil companies are saying, you know, we're not going to drill anymore because we don't know what you're going to do. And we're not going to carry you across the finish line to whatever finish line in the midterms because you're going to get your arse handed to you. And when Republicans are back in charge, the exploration will continue. And we're investing almost $100 billion in public transit and rail for all the studies show. You know, uh, the last time I went to, uh, well, I got a Lowe's, a Lowe's near my home, and I like to go there for home improvement stuff. And the other day, I, I bought a, uh, a rototiller, and, and I thought, by God in heaven, this big box here, this, uh, this rototiller, it would be so much easier if I could just take light rail to the, uh, to the Lowe's and uh, tell them to stop while I get the, uh, the, the rototiller from, uh, from uh, Lowe's and then let me just get it onto the light rail, go to the next six stops and then come back and unload it at my house uh, where the light rail doesn't run. So, okay. 
that it will take millions of cars off the road and significantly reduce pollution if there's a serious transportation system available. Yeah, um, again, do I have to tell you that uh, tractors and combines and airplanes and fishing boats don't run on electric power? It's not there. It won't be unless somehow they're able to master nuclear fission, which would uh, be the opposite of what they do in power plants now. It's like in the, I think it was the second Spider-Man when Doc Ock was trying to, you know, get the power of the sun. That's real. They're trying to do that. Haven't done it. It doesn't work. I'm kind of a science geek. It doesn't work. They haven't been able to contain it. It's taking a nuclear bomb and basically uh, putting it in uh, a controlled environment and using the energy from just a few atoms, which would be enough to power a city. But uh, right now, all they get is uh, a nuclear destruction and uh, and burning, lots and lots of burning. Uh, Here is uh, Joe Biden once again trying to pin this on uh, Vladimir Putin, realizing, of course, that only 11% of Americans believe it's uh, it's Putin's fault. So all those Republicans in Congress criticized me today for high gas prices in America. And really bleeping up the country. Are you now saying we were wrong to support Ukraine? Um, I am actually, because I'd like to know where the $50 billion went, because as soon as we gave them the $50 billion, all the coverage of the war uh, between Ukraine and Russia ended, and now people in, uh, in that area are saying that Russia has won. It makes you kind of wonder if maybe some people in this country knew that was going to happen and wanted to launder as much money as possible before the collapse. Are you saying we were wrong? It's just me, though. I'm just you know, thinking out loud. Stand up to Putin. Are you saying that we would rather have lower gas prices in America and Putin's iron fist in Europe? Okay. Now, this is so, kind of like that the classic, um, uh, I guess it's kind of Jewish mother, but certainly Catholic mother guilt thing. Did you ever have that? Or almost any mother, actually. You do that guilt thing. You're like, oh, so you want your mother to starve then. You know, that kind of thing. Or, uh, you, know, uh, you know, hey, I don't want to mow the yard today. Well, so you just want the, the you know, whatever to happen and, and, you know, the house will burn down. It's that kind of guilt thing going on. Are you now saying we were wrong to support Ukraine? Are you saying we were wrong to stand up to Putin? Are you saying that we would rather have lower gas prices in America and Putin's iron fist in Europe? Wow, that is so much like, uh, you know, guilt, guilt mom laying down the guilt. I'm not saying it's exclusively moms. I try that occasionally on my kids. It never works. But you you know what I'm saying. They're using the guilt. Are you so, so, so then you're saying that uh, you want Vladimir Putin to kill everybody? Because you want us to be energy independent. That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. You support a despot because you want lower gas prices. I guess that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Here is uh, Jerome Powell. He is a Treasury uh, Secretary, and he's talking about, uh, no, I should say not, not, head of the Fed, head of the Fed, talking about Biden's inflation being Biden's fault, by the way. This is not him. He's being questioned on Capitol Hill. Is there a number of factors that play a role in the historic inflation that we're experiencing? Uh, Supply chain disruptions, regulations that constrain supply. We've got rising inflation expectations and excessive fiscal spending. But the problem hasn't sprung out of nowhere. And in January of 2021, inflation was at 1.4%. Yeah, 2021. By December of 2021, it had risen to 7%. Now, that's uh, right after Joe Biden became the president. Fold increase. Yeah. Now, since the war in Ukraine began in late February, the rate of inflation has risen incrementally 
another 1.6 percent. Oh, that all? To a current level of 8.6 percent. So again, so you're saying the lion's share of the inflation happened before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine, and maybe Joe Biden's just using that as, a, as an excuse, I guess. Uh, from 7 percent to 8.6 percent, given how inflation has escalated over the past 18 months. I wonder how you'll respond. I don't know. Would you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America? No, inflation was... Whoa, 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 hold on, this is the Fed chair. This is the Fed chair, listen. Now inflation has escalated over the past 18 months. Would you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America? No, inflation was high before, certainly before wow. the uh, war in Ukraine broke out. Uh, I'm glad to hear you say that. The Biden administration... Yeah, because you know, everybody's going, duh! ...seems to be intent on deflecting blame. And as recently as just this past Sunday, yeah. spread the misinformation that uh -oh. Putin's invasion of Ukraine is the, quote, biggest single driver of inflation. I'm glad you agree with me that that is not the truth. Yeah, and it's true. And that's what the, uh, the head of the Fed said. Head of the Fed said. That's pretty creative. Uh, on the way, Joe Biden, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's, this, is, this next thing is really sad. Uh, he actually begs. The oil company. I'm not. I wish I were kidding. The uh, the president of the United States of America, President Doofy, as I like to call him, uh, begging. He, it's it's that he's at that point. So I'll share that. Your calls are welcome at eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Don't you just love institutional ads for life insurance? Well, this isn't one of them. Hey, it's Rob Carson for Fabric Life Insurance. I know your time is valuable, but Fabric has incredible term life insurance policies that can be customized to your family, and you can be up and running in as little as 10 minutes. Fabric was built by parents for parents to make it easier to manage your family's finances. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply. See your quote and then personalize it to fit your family's needs. Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great quality choices like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. I would insert a cup of coffee comparison here, but thanks to the White House, it's far more expensive than a dollar a day. Protect your family's future with Fabric. Apply today in just 10 minutes at Fabric.com slash Newsmax. That's Fabric.com slash Newsmax. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantage Life, not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Uh, Breitbart's calling Joe Biden his fraudulency. <laughs> this is uh, this is great. So his fraudulency, Joe Biden's uh, disapproval rating has soared to an all-time high for uh, the average, the uh, real clear politics. Uh, bicycle Joe currently sits a whopping 55.8%, so almost 56% of, uh, <clears throat> of voters uh, disapprove. That's like, uh, that's about the same percentage as toddlers who like Brussels sprouts or who uh, disapprove of Brussels sprouts. It's that, it's that bad. Despite the learning, uh, warnings that his lunatic spending would create hyperinflation, he went ahead with the and spent trillions, the result record high inflation a la Venezuela. 
uh, despite knowing that cutting off the Keystone XL pipeline and killing oil gas leases would boost the price of gas. He went ahead, waged war on affordable energy, the result, high gas prices. Despite knowing that opening the southern border would flood this country with illegal aliens, uh, which means more child sex trafficking, more illegal drugs, 107,000 overdoses last year, more crime, less housing, lower wages for Americans. He went ahead and just threw open the southern border, and despite knowing that a baby formula factory was being shut down because one one person apparently didn't wash his hands since returning from the bathroom. You know that sign that says, wash your hands before going back to work? I think that's what it was. That actually was part of it. So anyway, despite knowing that Biden did nothing to ensure the uh, slack was taken up elsewhere, although the president of the United States, he has opened our country to uh, going to Mexico for baby formula. I just got the word here. This is it here. So this is uh, uh, the out-of-stock rate hit 70% in May, nearly double the rate in April after several months of baby formula shortages. The Biden regime announced they're going to start importing formula from Mexico. They're going to import 16 six-ounce baby formula bottles from Mexico, USA for Africa. If you're still around, if any of those musicians are still alive, and I think they still are, you two are still around, it's time for a concert for the United States. It is time for a concert for the United States. But literally, we're going to Mexico for baby formula. Now, I don't know, maybe this has changed, maybe if you stay at a higher-end hotel. The last time I went to Mexico... I stayed in a hotel, and I did drink the water, and I did uh, have, uh, you know, that for a few days. So, you know, I don't know. Baby formula is going to be different. I don't know. But there are water filters in some hotels. used to be that way. I haven't been to Mexico for a while. So here's uh, Joe Biden begging, begging, begging uh, oil producers, I guess, uh, gas station owners to just go out and lower the prices. Because, uh, you know, he's getting curb stomped in the ratings. The company's running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump. Yeah, uh, most of those are independent owned and operators. And the uh, price that they determine is how much they pay for the gas and also what other dealers in the area are charging. That's the way it works. Oh, yeah, and the individual operators make very little money on gas. It's just a draw to get you in to buy Taquitos. Hey, there are taquitos over there. This is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring it's a time of war. Did you, the, did you know that we're in a time of war? Did you know maybe you guys in Washington, D.C., you should go sleep in the tube? That's what they call the, uh, the subway in, uh, in London, the tube. I think you maybe should go hide in the tube because, you know, it's a time of war. Down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. Just go out and change those prices. Just lower the prices. Lose your butts. That's what you need to do. Your customers, the American people, they need relief now. It's your fault. He screwed up. You see? So let me summarize. Yeah, you know, he comes from a generation of people who, I guess, saw Star Trek, The Next Generation, and, and uh, saw Captain Picard and just wave his hands and say, make it so, and it was done. Democrats do the same thing, uh, but it never works. Make it so, Mr. LaForge. Make it so. Make it so. Make it so. Gas stations lower your prices. Make it so. 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 Make now I realize you paid $4.60 a gallon. We want you to sell it for $2. Make it so. Sir? 
Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Make it. Do it. Don't make me beg anymore. Uh, a little bit more on uh, gas prices. Then we've got a bunch of things to get to, including uh, oh, Publix, the grocery store says they're not going to distribute the uh, the COVID vaccine for children under five. I think that's pretty good. We'll share the audio on that, and also your phone calls at eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. It's the Rob Carson Show. Back in a sec. This is uh, brilliant. The Biden administration sees that uh, their policies, their uh, their FDA shut down the largest manufacturer of formula in the country, caused a gigantic uh, crisis, which they knew about, which they sat on for months and months and months. And now they're desperate. And now they went to Europe and had a, a plane load fly in. And Kamala Harris met it at the airport. And she, little bit, little you know, blabbed her way through this. And yeehaw, we had to go to another country to feed our kids. But then Joe Biden says, you know, we need somebody a little bit closer to give us our formula. Let's go with the country that has presided and blessed the uh, uh, complete evaporation of our southern border uh, and flooded our country with Chinese fentanyl that's killed 107,000 people last year. Let's get baby formula from them. That's a good idea. Yeah, good idea. So on the way, Maya Flores, uh, she does her first speech on the floor of the House. Uh, also, public says no to a kid's vaccine. All of that in the second hour of the show. Don't go anywhere. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show right ahead. Make sure to check out the Rob Carson Show podcast. It is called the Rob Carson Show podcast. I know, crazy. Uh, Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, iHeart Media and others, uh, the Rob Carson Show podcast. It's the entire show. It is the entire show because you wanted more. You wanted more of stuff like this. You don't want the January 6th uh, hearings, though. Nobody's watching. There's no trial like a show trial, like no trial that I know. Everything about it is deceiving. Yeah. The January 6th committee lies. One-sided. A bunch of crap that no one is believing. The tales they're weaving, nobody buys. There's no people but Joe's people who'd fall for this lame show. Yeah, pretty much. Adam Schiff's a liar who's been caught before. Kinzinger is a major bore. Liz Cheney won't be in the Congress anymore. Cause this trial is for sure. Yep. Yes, this trial is a show. It's a shift show. Big finish. So, uh, not ready for the intermission. The show continues. Um, Jim Gossett put that together. Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's. James, that was, uh, that was spectacular. That was right up there with Hugh Jackman as the showman. That was, that was right up there, man. That was pretty cool. So, uh, just in case you didn't know, the uh, Supreme Court has said that they're going to make concealed carry uh, much easier in municipalities that since 1913, like in New York, have only allowed concealed carry for uh, wealthy uh, politically connected or famous people. A- and they've done that with uh, bribery. 
uh, denial most uh, probably uh, every time a conservative has uh, decided they need to go to the the Supreme Court uh, or to the uh, to the uh, the city of New York City and said I need a concealed carry they'll say oh really no John Stossel I don't think so you're conservative I mean uh, uh, there's a million reasons to not give you a gun number one bring your conservative so anyway there that that's going on that's pretty big of course the left is going to go bat guano crazy today. They're going to say this will result in, uh, you know, thousands of deaths and all this, even though the uh, murder rate in cities run by Democrats has gone through the ceiling and continues to go through the ceiling. You're going to hear that. I don't know if you knew this, but a couple months ago, the, uh, the media did the same thing. Uh, they said that by getting rid of masks on uh, airplanes and public transportation that uh, hundreds of thousands of people would die. Remember that? Now, this was literally two months ago, and, and I came up with this. It's time for the daily death count of destruction since the mask mandated. And every day that I did the the mask mandate uh, death count update, um, I never had any uh, any deaths to report because they didn't happen. Because the government said that you had to wear a mask or everybody die, and that was a lie. So that's what they'll do with the concealed carry thing i just thought they'd just be ready for it darren in baltimore has been nice enough to wait baltimore one of the uh the cities that could use a little concealed carry darren welcome to the rob carson show what's up my friend well i, I just uh, i get more furious every time you play something that the government has said or uh, that uh biden has said but uh, yeah. how come he can understand the government can evidently understand supply and demand when they buy up the ammo Yes. But they can't understand supply and demand when it comes to gasoline or oil. <laughs> that is a great um, point. <laughs> they keep calling it Putin's war or Russia's yes. war yeah. on Ukraine. Yeah. But well, then maybe their war, but Biden is their financier. Of course. He's made Putin a rich man. Of course. And, and, and uh, but, but, but let me, Darren, 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 hold on a second. Darren, we just sent him $44 billion. Uh, they were going to fight Russia with $44 billion. Now, I would, I guess, maybe understand that, you know, if you're going to give $44 billion to a country to defend itself, that you'd start seeing headlines, you know, a week or two later that show that the Ukrainian forces are starting to advance on the Russians. That's not happening, Darren. So it it makes me wonder where the hell the money is going since we sent it to what's considered to be at least the top three, third most corrupt country in the world. What do you think? Well, I'm I, I, you know, I'm I'm, I really believe that that Putin's thrown himself on the bayonets of the Ukrainians uh, and he's leading with his belly. But but uh, but I understand your concern about the the. The, the disappearing money too. Yeah, uh, certainly I do. Yeah. So well, I uh, I just I think that uh, you don't just send eight or forty four billion dollars to a country that last year was considered the one of the most corrupt in the entire world. It showed its corruption. We showed Joe Biden showed that he was on the dole from uh, Ukraine when he threatened the Ukrainian gas company. His son had a membership on the board with, even though he had no experience in the oil and gas co- industry, and had presumably never been to Ukraine. So it was already fairly clear that this country was on the dole or at least uh, known for money laundering. And then somehow we were able to push through $44 billion, That's $44,000 million 
to Ukraine to fight a war, and uh, I'm not hearing any headway that Ukraine's making uh, against the Ukrainians or against the Russians. Thanks for the phone call. Do appreciate it. And, and another thing, this is pretty funny. Uh, Joe Biden uh, wants to give you a, a gas tax holiday for 90 days. Now, the federal gas tax is 18 cents a gallon. Uh, my tank holds 18 gallons. So let's just go ahead and say about $3 and uh, uh, $3.40 a gallon, or, or a tankful is what I'd save on my, about three, a little over $3 per tankful. Uh, if the average uh, person in the country has the same gas tank, that's going to be, if you refill once a week, of course, uh, about $12 a month. Now, if you look at the price of gas increase over that time, you're paying $200 or more per month for your gas. Now, if you're a tractor-trailer driver, you drive a semi, your gas has gone up to you know $1,200 plus from $300, a little bit more. So the gas tax coming off that is going to be the exact same percentage, and it's going to mean D-word for Richard to you. Now, years ago, I came up with the expression, uh, let them eat cake liberals. And, uh, and I noticed that the federal government never has to cut anything, even though you do. And I remember the last time we had gas prices that were out of control. It was when Barack Obama was the president of the United States. And I remember having to drive. I had actually traded a car because I had a Ford Explorer. It was costing me about $20 each way to drive my car to, uh, to work every day. So I actually ended up getting a, just a crappy car that I hated. But that's probably what the government wanted me to do, get a little bit get better gas mileage. And, uh, and uh, consequently, uh, I had to capitulate to that. Now, um, uh, apparently the idea of the gas tax holiday had uh, um, been floated back then. And here is the other dear leader, Barack Obama, who's still actually the president, you just don't know it, talking about the gas tax holiday being a gimmick and a joke. I know that we're having a debate right now about the gas tax holiday. I know how brutal this is on folks right now. And I know they need relief. Which is he barely made it through his presidency and purchased two homes worth $30 million on beachfront property in Martha's Vineyard in Hawaii. But it was hell. Why I've offered a middle-class tax cut for every American, $1,000 for working families so that they can deal not... Families? Remember that? It used to get all folks. Them folks. Not only with rising gas prices, but rising health care costs and rising grocery costs. And things have gotten a whole lot worse. But for us to suggest that 30 cents a day for three, months for three months is real relief, real relief. that that's a real energy policy, yeah, real. means that we are not tackling the problem that has to be tackled. And uh, unfortunately, a presidency later, you've made things worse. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, the new spokesperson for the uh, White House yesterday. Really, really, I want you to listen to her. Okay. Now... Most of you are suffering. I'll just say it. Most of you are suffering in some way, shape, or form. You've had to adjust your life to consume less, uh, to back things up. Maybe you've skipped your vacation. Some of you are skipping meals. Certainly a lot of babies are. Some of you are skipping meals. Some of you are not able to make it to your paycheck, let alone live paycheck to paycheck. But Corinne Jean-Pierre, she says that 18 cents a gallon on your gas is a really big deal. Remember when Nancy Pelosi put off the uh, the COVID aid package until after the election? Remember that? And then after all your suffering and all your business clothings, closings and all of your bankruptcies and forfeitures and all that stuff, and even in like the state of Maryland, you're doing the state of Maryland, 
2,000 restaurants went out of business. 2,000 restaurants went out of business in Maryland. Think about all the other businesses that went under. And Nancy held on to that $1,400 check, that little pittance, which to her is nothing. She keeps that much in ice cream in her freezer. But here is Corinne Jean-Pierre saying that you little people, we know that 18 cents a gallon is the whole bunch. Uh, he sees this as an opportunity, a straightforward, uh, simple way to deal with uh, the pain that the, the American people is dealing with, giving them some relief at the pump. That's what we're talking about. Uh, it's straightforward. It's simple. The president would like it's simple. So you little people out there, you can understand it because we know that you're simple. You're not as smart as we are here in Washington, D.C. with all of our bureaucrats and all of our academics. So we're going to dumb it down for you. Here's 18 cents per gallon. Congress to to act. Uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, 18 cents uh, per gallon. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Did she just say 18 whole cents? Which is going to go a long way. If you look at uh, the average of states, that's 30 cents. Just looking at those two things, that's almost 50 cents. Oh, my God, almost 50 cents. Let's listen to that again. And, you know, I just I try to hold yourself back from praising the dear leader in the public square right now because I know you're tempted to run out immediately and, and uh, pay uh, homage to the dear leader. Teen cents yeah. uh, per gallon, which sure. is going to go a long way. If you look at uh, the average of states, that's 30 cents. Just looking wow. at those two things, that's almost 50 cents. Yeah, there you go. And here's uh, Jared Bernstein, who is a, uh, a Biden economist and uh, uh, economic advisor, talking about how oil companies need to uh, not only lower their prices and lose money, they need to do it because of raw patriotism. In the first quarter of this year, oil company profits uh, are something around 30 five billion dollars now we are in a situation where we have tight refinery capacity we need our refiners and our oil producers to give america a break to give americans at the pump some um let's see i think they will when you do help while we're going through a, a situation where just raw patriotism would suggest you want to help people <laughs> while we're engulfed in uh, trying to help ukraine oh there you go there's the, the guilty mom thing again i told you about joe biden last uh, hour using the guilty the guilty mom thing you know what do you want me to die you know you know, I, I, I cook this meal for you to work all day and I scrimp and I save it all. You want me to die? You know, that kind of thing. Patriotism would suggest you want to help people Wrong. while we're engulfed in uh, trying to help Ukraine with this war. Come on, where's your patriotism, people? Take one for the team. The government never takes one for you. No, they just keep on spending. All right, coming on, we're going to move into the uh, the uh, the new Pfizer vaccine for kids and how very few people want it and how one grocery store chain is saying they're not going to serve it. The number here is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. Every day is a good day for Rage Against the Machine as bumper music. That's what this is. It's really funny. My son, uh, yesterday, he's doing this, uh, he's got this Oculus headset, and he's using it for exercise. And it's really cool. 
Uh, you get in there and you sword fight and you do all this stuff. And you sweat through your clothes. And he, he worked out like three hours all together yesterday. He's got a job, but he before work and after work did it. <clears throat> and he said to me, he says, Dad, which one is that? Uh, which is, this is you, you love to hear from your family, you know, because, you know, your kid, he, 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 that's a proud moment when he says, uh, hey, Dad, what's that rage against the machine that says, bleep you, I won't do what you told me? And I said, oh, you'd be talking bulls on parade. He goes, thanks, Dad. I'm like, you bet, buddy. Stick it to the man and have a great workout. And he did. And he did. A bulls on parade is a, is a great uh, great song. And it's, uh, you know, Rage Against the Machine's pretty left of center. But Tom Morell is a great guitarist, and they're a great band. So uh, 83% of voters affirm self-defense principles of the SCOTUS Second Amendment decision. Now, this convention of states and Trafalgar Group uh, poll of 1,000 likely voters occurred through June, June 16th through June 19th. So before, you know, the decision today where the Supreme Court said, yeah, concealed carry, it's for your protection, you should be able to do it. Uh, it looks like 53% say the Second Amendment exists primarily for personal self-defense. While nearly 30% believe it exists to protect against tyrannical government. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. James in Albuquerque joins us on the phone. Hello there, James. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hello. That was a constitutional ruling on the concealed gun law. It wasn't partisan. It was constitutional. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm really upset with the uh, 14 so-called Republicans, 15 Republicans that are siding with the Democrats on the red flag law. That uh, I'm surprised mostly with Cornyn. I think everybody is. Well, but, yeah. You know, and I called this a while back. I said, these Republicans, I know everybody's excited about 22 winning the House and possibly the Senate. But I didn't think that Republicans would fold this early like a cheap lawn chair. I didn't know that. They always do, James. I know. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's why. Yeah. We're just kind of outnumbered in the Republican Party with rhinos. I mean, I know we're trying to weed them out, I know. but it's very disappointing uh, for our country that these people, even, you know, even Ted Cruz is not in some ways not really saying he's against it. And then Rubio said, ah, I might vote for it, depending on this that or the other james this james this is going this is not going to do a damn thing james this is going to do a damn thing to stop a death nothing that they did nothing that happened in uvalde they will do absolutely nothing uh, we need the security in our schools just like they have at federal buildings uh you know the the capital every government office and another thing real quick uh we know that uh you know i'm hoping our uh roe versus wade is going to be overturned i know for, for probably that Roberts is going to fold like a cheap lawn chair and go with the, the communists on the Supreme Court. But I'm hoping those other five, man, that they stay true to the Constitution because we know that this is this, this is, shouldn't be federal law. It's unconstitutional. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, James, it's, and I'll also say that, that there have been very open calls by several organizations for violence in the streets. And uh, Merrick, Marilyn no Garman. What, yeah, 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 you know, you know, you know what I hear? It hasn't even been overturned yet, but I'm yeah, just well, hoping and praying that it does get overturned. Uh, and we know it's going to burn anyway. But, yeah, right, we, uh, I'm just praying that the five stick to the Constitution. Because yeah, we already know Robert isn't. So yeah, I know, I know. Thanks, James. So appreciate appreciate it. it. The thing about it, uh, the thing about with regard to uh, uh, red flag laws, it's the same crap they did to you with regard to your free speech 
the last two years. So you idiots in Congress who don't understand what they're trying to do, let me explain it to you. The same people who worked with big social media, the mainstream media, and the Democrat Party, and many Republicans to shut down your free speech, to decide whether or not you could post things or report things or flag you using an algorithm, they're going to use that same algorithm to keep you from getting a gun. They've said that people who don't agree with them on COVID must be conspiracy theorists or there's something wrong with them. People who want guns, they're crazy. People who believe that the election was stolen, they're crazy. Do you see what I mean? So when red flag laws get put into effect, that's going to affect you in many, many ways. You can get flagged for a thousand different things because if the government thinks that you're uh, mentally ill or you're uh, uh, maybe uh, touched slightly by mental illness with regard to believing in a document that's 250 years old, you got to be crazy. Believing that a child should be able to survive the womb despite the mother saying, no, I want to kill the baby. Oh, that's crazy talk. You guys are crazy. You should be flagged. They're playing into the same nonsense that got us in trouble with regard to being able to speak freely. They're going to do the same crap on you for owning a gun. Do you not understand how perilous this is? Way to go to Supreme Court. And if this passes in Congress, it's going to get turned down. It's going to get fought in court. I hope so. Uh, let's move on to COVID next for kids. COVID for kids. Stick around. Remember the government that tells you that uh, if you disagree with election results, despite gigantic evidence of election chicanery, the same government who says that you're crazy for having those kind of views. And the same, uh, the same government that says, well, well, you don't believe that Donald Trump colluded with Russia? Well, you're a conspiracy theorist. There's something wrong with you. Or, or maybe if you believe that uh, uh, Hillary Clinton's server was illegal and that the fact that she blew out to all of these emails was, uh, was a major controversy, the government that says, oh, you're just being ridiculous. You, Sarah, you've been driven insane by conservative media. The same government that says that is the same government that can keep you from getting a gun because of it. I know you're thinking, oh, that's, that's absurd. No, it's not. No, it is not. It is not absurd. In a country where you have been told for the last two years that your constitutional right to an opinion is not a right, your opinion, if it differs with the government, is disinformation. They're saying that you've got to pass their muster with regard to mental incapacity in getting a firearm. And, of course, we're run by a country being run by a man who is so ungodly hobbled by mental deterioration that he can barely put together a sentence. Oh, it's such good news out of the Supreme Court that concealed carry will be so much easier in cities where this murder rate, maybe this is what the country needed. Maybe this is what 
the country needed. Maybe this is what idiots in cities that uh, like like Portland and Seattle and L.A. and San Francisco and St. Louis and Baltimore, all run by Democrats who've seen these incredible increases in crime, all caused by this this war on police, this absurd war on police created by a Marxist leftist organization called Black Lives Matter that have made hundreds of millions of dollars and done nothing, nothing for black-on-black crime. Think about all of the people in America's inner cities who can carry now, who can defend themselves now against this. Because if the police can't do it, then by God, somebody's got to do it. Unbelievable. I'll just drop the mic back. I'm just going to drop the mic right here. I'm going to drop the mic. Here I go. Now I'm picking it back up because i gotta work. I got to do some more show. <sighs> and as you're struggling to pay your bills, Corinne Jean-Pierre is very proud of this statistic. That since Joe Biden took office, every person out there, many with completely worthless degrees that they paid way too much to, universities that whose prices have uh, increased 10 times the uh, inflation rate to go to college for a worthless degree to get a job for minimum wage at Starbucks. Well, those people haven't had to pay a single dime for their student loans because you and I, who are struggling to put food on the table, are taking care of that. So the we're still continuing. Uh, the president, the administration, uh, to assess options of cancellation. We have not made a decision yet. Uh, as the president said just recently, I think on Sunday, he expects to make a decision on that soon. Uh, I do want to add, no one, no one has been required to pay a single dime. Of Real, can you do that for my uh, my mortgage? Student loans since the president took office. So nobody's had to pay student loan since he took over. So where's the help on my damn car loan? Where the hell is my uh, my home loan? I'm paying property taxes. Unbelievable. That doesn't surprise me. You know, doesn't surprise me. Publix says they will not vaccinate children under five. Say they, they say they don't need to explain. I'll let Ron DeSantis explain in a second. So the grocery store chain Publix said it would be not be distributing the COVID-19 vaccines for children under five at any of its pharmacy locations. Some competitors like Walmart and Kroger will be offering the vaccine to, to children, but Publix has decided that it will not follow the CDC and prevention recommendation and do the vaccine for children because it's uh, pointless. The U.S. is now the only country in the world that vaccinated children as young as six months old. And President Biden exclaimed, we're the only country in the world doing this right now. The other countries that are going to, China and Venezuela and Cuba. You want to be a part of that? You want to stick your baby with a needle that the government is forcing on people in Cuba and Venezuela and China? I'm not screwing around here, kids. Here's the uh, the president of uh, Pfizer, by the way, who's, I mean, super-duper billionaire. Lots of billionaires created in Big Pharma. Albert Borla, talking in his uh, very sinister voice, I think he lives in a hollowed-out volcano, about the need for more and more shots and more and more chiching. Do you think we're going to get updated mRNA vaccines every season that'll be directed to each new variation of the coronavirus? And now here he is explaining that all they need to do is make a couple little tweaks in the vaccine and they can give it to you for something else, which means even more kaching. Well, we have to take those shots every year. I'm almost certain about it. And I say almost certain because, of course, regulators have the final say in all of that. And it takes a very short time to get the CDC to rubber stamp anything. But that's the beauty 
of mRNA. You can adopt your... I mean, I could pass gas right now, and I could say it's good for the American public, and the CDC would go, mm, okay. Vaccine, just by changing the sequencing, which is a very minor change, either manufacturing or in the properties. Just a little, a little tweak. The vaccine safety or efficacy, but can make a huge difference in the way that responds to the virus. So for this reason, I'm very confident that we will be able to respond very, very fast every new variant. Of course. Just a little uh, wink and a nod to those in power that the gravy train will continue. I absolutely believe that 100%, by the way. Here's Ron DeSantis talking about the media hysteria about a vaccine. By the way, the state of Florida is not going to require vaccines for children five and under because they're not necessary. So our Department of Health has been very clear uh, the risks outweigh the benefits and we recommend against. That's not the same as banning it. I mean, people can access it if they want to and parents can do. But if you look at when you make the choice, kids, the state isn't going to do it. They were doing the hearing. You had one physician say, you know, parents are really, really frightened. Like we, we know that the risk is low. Uh, we're not sure how this is going to work, but we parents are really frightened about COVID for their kids. And what I would say is, why would they be frightened about it? It's because of media hysteria. It's because of a lot of misinformation. That's why they're scared. 100%. 100%. Ruling you is all about fear. And my God, they've done a great job, haven't they? They scared you from going to church last year. They scared you from having barbecues last year. They scared you from being near your grandparents as they died. They scared you from sending your kid to school. They scared you into believing your kid needed a mask as your kid's academic and mental performance declined dramatically. They scared you to close your restaurant and close your gym. They scared you to get your cancer treatment. They scared you to get your, your uh, angiogram to see if you have heart disease, and chances are many of you died because of it. It's remarkable what fear can do, isn't it? It's pretty remarkable. Polling for the Kaiser Family Foundation found that only one in five parents of children under the age of five are eager to get their child vaccinated. Well, that just kind of flies in the face of the extreme enthusiasm of the CDC and Joe Biden. 38% say they plan to wait a while to see if the vaccine is working for others. In other words, to see if, uh, I don't know, some babies die, so I don't, like, commit my baby to dying. Here's Ron DeSantis and why Florida is not going to be doing the old uh, five and under vaccine. Not surprised the White House would lie. Definitely not surprised that legacy media would amplify the lie because that's what they do. The state of Florida, they came out with an article saying the state of Florida has not ordered. Its Department of Health has not ordered mRNA jabs for the babies. Yes, we didn't. We recommend against it. We are not going to have any programs where we're trying to jab six-month-old babies with MR, mRNA. That's just the reality. Hey, he wants babies to die. Clearly, he wants babies to die. Here he is on why he doesn't want babies to take the vaccine. It's because uh, they could die. I think what happened was they thought somehow we would we would like be, be embarrassed by that. No, we're following the data. You look at these European countries, uh, they are... Uh, a lot of them don't even allow Moderna for under age 30, or they recommend against it. So that was always that. We still have not ordered it. We're not going to order it. Now, what they're saying is because practitioners and hospitals can order it, somehow we've reversed. I, I said from the beginning they'll be able to do that. We don't have the authority to prevent it. And quite frankly, if someone wants to make a different decision, I would just caution people, look at the actual data in the clinical trial. Yeah. It is the weakest 
possible data yeah. that you could possibly uh, see. Yeah. Very small number of people. Uh, what the recommendation is from them doesn't even track the outcomes. It was something that, but but people can ask their pediatricians. They oh, can ask their what? doctors. What's the evidence of, of, of protection against severe disease? There, there was none in the clinical trial. Now, meanwhile, if you ask those same questions online, the government, the mainstream media, and big social media would shut you down. That question that you would go to your pediatrician and say, I don't believe that this vaccine is safe for my kid. Can you give me some information? If you said that online, you'd get shut down, blocked, shadow banned. Isn't that funny how that works? We have new listeners to the show every single day, and so I'm going to go ahead and introduce them to this. This has been our uh, unnecessary vaccine theme song for over a year now. Take this jab and stick it. I ain't getting no vaccine. My baby ain't getting it. Joe Biden's stupid mandate. The dumbest thing that I've ever seen. Other than AOC. Biden says take the shot or go home. So I'm walking out the door. Take your jab and stick it. I won't take this crap no more. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. Joe Biden's been in D.C. for going on 50 years. Right about 50. And now he's trying to bring us down, playing on people's fears. You know my thoughts on fear. I've seen a lot of folks in D.C. lie. I've seen a lot of pay to play. With Democrats, I've had it up to here. And now I got the guts to say. Sing along! Take your jab and stick it. I ain't taking this no more. No way. We still got a constitution that's worth fighting for. It's my body. It's my choice. Ain't that what the liberals say? <laughs> so take this jab and stick it. This is still the USA. Oh, yeah. Take this jab and stick it. Wait, this is still the USA. Uh, Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com. On the way, I've got uh, uh, Myra Flores, uh, the first Mexican-born congresswoman in Congress. Very historical. Oddly enough, the media uh, completely ignoring the historical significance of this, yet they think that a spokesperson being a lesbian immigrant and black is a really big deal. Uh, her first speech yesterday, and she made it about illegal immigration. Yeah. Myra Flores is going to have that in just a second. This is The Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, earlier we were talking about the Supreme Court justice uh, decision, the Supreme Court decision to allow a concealed carry in the United States in cities like New York, which is a gigantic, a gigantic move. It could be the only thing that saves major cities under idiotic Democrat rule with regard to crime. Uh, absolutely 100 um, percent. But but of course, all of the people who are against it say that uh, this will definitely affect uh, uh, minorities and LGBTQIA people and uh, women and all that. And and I had mentioned that uh, right now, 50 uh, percent of the concealed carry applications in the city of Philadelphia are women. 
So whenever you're losing an argument as a liberal, you immediately talk about some sort of uh, impacted group and how they're affected more. Uh, Rush Limbaugh used to say, you know, the news had if the news headline was the world is going to end tomorrow, uh, the New York Times would say women and minorities affected most. And that's what they're trying to do with regard to uh, the economy. This is really funny. Uh, there was a, a CNBC was mocked for an embarrassing claim that mortgage rates are hitting LGBTQ home buyers, buyers especially hard. <clears throat> the essay titled "I Can't Win in This Market: Why LGBTQ Home Buyers Say Mortgage Rates Are Hitting Them Especially Hard," and it was written by in CNBC reporter Jesse Pound. So Pound wrote the hard piece. Okay. Anyway, uh, Jesse Pound begins by discussing a, a gay man living in the Los Angeles area named uh, Scandarm Rod, who seeks to become a home mother. Uh, though uh, Murad wishes to live within five miles of his job, he found that many may not be realistic in the hyper-competitive market. With the Federal Reserve hiking its benchmark, interest rates and mortgage rates soaring, the situation has led to rapid changes in what Murad might be able to pay. Through, uh, though his frustrations are shared by many prospective home buyers across the U.S., Pound writes, the rapid rise in home costs is particularly impactful to the LGBTQ community, which is less likely to own a home. Really? I'm not saying that. I think he's making that up. And thus lack the economic booth from selling a property uh, that... Uh, <clears throat> um, Property. The article cites statistics claiming that fewer LGBTQ adults and couples own homes than others, though. Uh, historic uh, data on home ownership rates by sexuality were not tracked by the Census Bureau. Well, anybody who lives in suburban America, or for that matter, uh, urban America, uh, worth their salt, would love to have a gay couple moving in next door. I 100% believe that, 100%. Every I, gay people can be total slobs. Get it, get it, get it. But every uh, gay couple we've lived next door within proximity of have always been the best homeowners. So, a nonsense. <clears throat> that is said. According to Pound, discrimination, whether during the sales process or well before, can hold back LGBTQ people from becoming homeowners. Another barrier the author highlights is that of the LGBTQ homeowners gravitating to more expensive neighborhoods, citing one example of a gay 23-year-old music producer in Orlando searching for a home in the Los Angeles area. Now, he's a musician, and he's a 23-year-old, and he wants to buy a home in Los Angeles. What do you suppose uh, is going to be the problem? Yeah, affordability. Quote, research from Zillow indicates that LGBTQ, God, I'm so tired of saying that, homeowners are more likely to live in urban areas than their cisgender peers, and that homes in areas that explicitly offer anti-discrimination pro uh, protects can be some $127,000 more expensive. Well, yeah, so you, don't, you can't live there, or you have to get a roomie. There you go. I must, uh, and this is, by the way, the, the response from people on the line about LGBTQIA people being discriminated against. Uh, radio host Dale Jackson said, uh, I must have missed the straight or gay box on my last mortgage. Uh, also, uh, one person wrote, I'm shocked that a 23-year-old music producer from Orlando isn't getting his, his dream home, maybe because he's gay. Uh, garbage virtue signaling is another one. Uh, this is a lie, being gay. I was able to buy a house pretty easily. I just didn't uh, wait until inflation was high and the country was in a uh, bleep show. 
wrote another person. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. I didn't get a chance to get to uh, Myra Flores. Myra Flores. Flores. I got the audio from her first day in Congress. I'm going to share that. And then also, uh, oh, I've got a take on Evaldi and the police officers who dropped the ball. They failed. And why I think they did. And while it is their fault, it's also the fault of the left in this country. Oh, of course it is, because you're a conservative. No, no, I I have some uh, evidence that I'll share with you. That's coming up. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. So yesterday, the Supreme Court said that uh, states cannot restrict parents uh, from sending their kids using uh, public money to send their kids to private religious schools. Today, the Supreme Court uh, says that you can conceal carry in cities that are very anti-conceal carry, like New York City, where it's been incredibly difficult to uh, conceal carry for about 109 years since 1913. The left is getting curb stomped. This is just a, a, a minor uh, uh, sign of what is coming in November. This with uh, school board members being kicked out of office in San Francisco. Glenn Youngkin being voted in as the uh, governor in the state of uh, Virginia. Uh, the left is going to get curb stopped. Joe Biden's approval is below eczema. Coming up next, a, a Hispanic Mexican-born congresswoman shakes up Capitol Hill. Don't go anywhere. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, last hour of the uh, radio program. Much to get to before the end of the show. I'm debating whether I should play it again because this is a big day. This is the second day that the left has been curb stomped in the uh, in the Supreme Court. This time the Supreme Court says that uh, you, know, you can uh, carry a gun. You can conceal carry. You don't have to go through all the bull crap. You don't have to be famous or connected. Or you don't have to bribe anybody in places like New York. They got that going on, you know. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, we also have this uh, January 6th show trial taking place. Nobody's watching. And because of the Supreme Court uh, decision today, I'm thinking uh, even fewer are going to give a darn about it. So I guess I better play this before it's over there's no trial like a show trial like no trial that i know last show's now showing everything about it is deceiving runs about to end the january 6 committee lies crowds have been small a bunch of crap that no one is believing the tales they're weaving nobody buys there's no people but Joe's people who'd fall for this lame show. Adam Schiff's a liar who's been caught before. Kinzinger is a major bore. Liz Cheney won't be in the Congress anymore. Cause this trial is for show. Show to yes, this trial is our show. And what a show it has been. I'm trying to remember the last uh, show that I went to see that I had to leave at intermission. Titanic the musical, that was one. And then I know there was at least, oh, 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 when I took my kids to see uh, 
it was like uh, it was some really my bed Dora the Explorer when my daughter was a kid and and when you're when they're really little like two or three uh, you know when the intermission comes you can I know this makes me sound terrible but uh, you can uh, the the child won't question when you leave an intermission because they think the show's over <laughs> oh son of a gun kiddo it looks like we got to go now I never did that we always stayed for the whole show. But a lot of people are checking out before the uh, the show's over with regard to uh, January the 6th, as much as they'd like uh, something to come of it. So um, Myra Flores is a uh, Mexican-born uh, American, a Hispanic, although really not Hispanic. Hispa- uh, Spain is uh, where the language comes from. Uh, people who live in uh, Central and South America are Aztec, Toltec, Maya, Etc. And uh, the you know Spain uh, conquered those areas, and his Spanish is now the language uh, by and large. Uh, Portuguese in some uh, southern countries uh, below the border, but uh, but anyway, that that said, she is a Mexican-born American, which is historic, and uh, she also used to pick cotton. Did you know that she uh, she grew up working in the fields? So did I, actually. I know, and I'm not even. Uh, Hispanic, but I did. Um, anyway, here she is yesterday on the House floor talking about uh, uh, not getting rid of uh, Title 42. Here she is, a Mexican-born American, uh, flying in the face of Democrat politicians who've said forever that if we allow a free, open border, we allow millions of people to come across the border, that uh, Hispanics in America, uh, people who are from south of the border, will be down with that. Uh, she proves otherwise. The gentlewoman from Texas is recognized for five minutes. Here she goes. I thank the gentleman for yielding. I rise to oppose the previous question so that we can immediately consider H.R. 471, Representative Yvette Harold's bill to enforce Title 42 at the border. And the entire southern border wishes of the Democrat Party to create a permanent underclass that would vote permanently Democrat just went up in flames. As a Mexican-born legal immigrant... Border but did she say legal immigrant? What? Troll wife and a mother, I know firsthand how out of control our border crisis is. She must be, oh, I don't know, maybe she's a conspiracy theorist or maybe, maybe she's insane. Our South Texas communities are hurting because of this crisis, and our people feel totally ignored. But you see, Nancy Pelosi says brown people like this. She knows this, because I think she might know somebody who's Hispanic, maybe working at her mansion or something. I don't know. By our government, dangerous drugs are pouring across the border. 80% of the fentanyl-killing Americans comes into our country at the southern border. Wow, I would call that another curb stopping. Yet another curb stopping, people. Maya Flores, I hope to get her on the show. She's uh, obviously uh, being asked to uh, to be on radio shows and TV shows everywhere. <laughs> so, so uh, oh, and then listen to this. Biden is losing uh, Democrats, black voters, as his job approval rating slashes, crashes, and booms to 32%. Quinnipiac, a notorious left-wing pollster, currently shows Biden with approval rating of just 35%, with 58% disapproving. Among black Americans, 59% approve of Slow Joe. When Biden took office, 85% approved. Right now, 24% of Hispanics. Thought you should know. Another state has turned uh, Republican. That's Florida, by the way. 
Democrats just got some bad news. They had in the 2022 midterms. Republican Party has now taken the edge. Made Florida officially a, uh, a red state, a Republican state, which could have devastating consequences for Democrats. And it's because, you know, you bet down with Satan. This is what happens. It's what happens. Sleep with the devil. That's what happens. You sleep with the devil of an open border and, and look the other way when it comes to people being murdered, children being trafficked and raped, raped professionally in, in uh, spas and, uh, and whatnot around the country and strip malls all over the country. And 107,000 Americans died of drug overdoses, fentanyl being one of the chief killers of people being sneaked into other products that don't look like fentanyl and dying accidentally. But the government doesn't care. Keep on sleeping with that devil, Democrat Party. See how that does for you. See what that does for you. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Roe v. Wade, we're expecting uh, maybe the next uh, uh, column to fall as far as the Democrats. Roe v. Wade going away. The, uh, the last 49 years, the left has invested itself fully in Roe v. Wade. They have told women that they have no self-worth unless they are able to abort a baby. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that the most powerful thing a woman can do is have a baby? The most powerful thing that usurps everything that any man can do in the world that includes building skyscrapers and bench pressing your own body weight. <laughs> they can give birth. They can give birth. I've been present in the birth of my two children, man. It is something else. And I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm here. I'm an observer. I'm holding the hand. And I brought the little the thing over here to kind of distract your attention, and I'm the guy who put together the mixtape that she said, get that music off, I can't stand it. I was there. The Democrats have convinced women it's more powerful rather to have the baby than to kill the baby. It's kind of interesting. I speak from experience. I'm an adopted child, and my mother was sexually assaulted. That's why I was given up for adoption. And the left is going to murder, and they're going to kill, and they're going to burn. They're going to try and do what they did uh, during the summer of 2020. They've never paid for that. Black Lives Matter, they, they, want, they want reparations now, by the way, because Juneteenth was uh, Sunday. They want reparations now. And I said, you know what? I think we can work with you on this. Do me a favor. Stroke that check for $2 billion first for the summer of 2020, and we'll talk about getting you reparations. How's that sound? Black Lives Matter. Here's Ted Cruz talking about what could happen when Roe v. Wade is uh, repealed. And I'll just say that when violence happens in America's streets this summer, it is not going to be like the summer of 2020. That's the right decision. That will return the question of abortion to the elected legislatures. That doesn't make abortion illegal, by the way. It just returns it to the states. That's where the Constitution left it. That's where it belongs. But I think the response is exactly what you said, which is the organized left. They're going to engage in riots. They're going to get engaged in violence. Is that the sound of two million guns cocking? We're going to see a reprise, I fear, of the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa. It's not coming from the left, kids. It's coming from Americans who are tired of this crap. And if you bring that to their hood, things are going to get ugly. For riots where they're going to try to use... This is just defensive. ...use political violence to advance their ends and the department of justice needs to step in and stop them i halfway expect the attorney general to be rioting alongside them because this department of justice has been so politicized now 
I have said for about 15 years that we live in a tale of two cities. Literally, we have a bourgeois and a proletariat. We have a, uh, we have a justice system for the elite, and we have a justice system for you and me. The justice system for the elite puts January 6th protesters in jail for six months without trial, without charges, without bail, without religious service, without access to toiletries. I can go on and on and on. But you can invade the, uh, the Capitol Annex with Stephen Colbert's crew and get a night in jail. Here is Victor Davis Hanson, who I respect uh, very much. And if you let the left get away with things like that, they can get away with anything. Yeah, I think there's two, two messages, Tucker. The most immediate is deterrence. And I think when you can get away with attacking pro-life groups or you can swarm the houses, and that's a felony to do so, uh, Supreme Court justices, and intimidate them. Or you can swarm a Catholic diocese and break in during a service, and there's no consequences. That sends a message. And it will carry consequences this time. The message the left wants to send is, you better be careful, because the government is on our side and not on your side, and they're going to selectively right. prosecute or arrest. And that's the message. And that's what they've been doing. It also empowers our own people. It emboldens them. If we get away with putting graffiti on a person's uh, office or burning down, what's the next thing? Exactly. And the government is not doing anything about it, so you and I have to step up to the plate. Now, I'm not saying it means get into some sort of a war, but if it means defending yourself, oh, hell yeah. Here's a little bit more from Victor Davis Hanson on our pre-revolutionary war footing. The second message is, I, 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 I hesitate to say this, Tucker, but I don't think we're, we're a society that is ruled by law. We're in a revolutionary period right now, something like 18th century France or 1920s Russia, where the law is fluid and it's whatever the power to be says it is. So. If you're just to take some examples, when was the last time some major politician in Washington D.C. went to jail for anything? Yeah. If you're James O'Keefe or you're Peter Navarro or yep. you're Roger Stone, yep. you're going to have an FBI come down on you like you don't know what. Yep. But if you refuse a, you know, a subpoena like Eric uh, Holder did, or if you lie uh, to a federal investigator like Andrew McCabe did, huh. or you huh. lie under oath to the U.S. Congress, like both John Brennan and James Clapper, there's no consequences. God, this guy is a master class every time he opens his mouth. Very little. And, and so the law is uh, designed that on the premise that the, the noble ends justifies any means necessary. And Read the Declaration of Independence. And the left is de has uh, defined those means as radical equality. Fairness, social justice, not huh. constitutional law. Yes. And so I think right now people are really weird, uh, bizarre. They see May 31st, 2000. They're also pissed off. Funny, a mob come from Lafayette Square tries to torch down a historic church, tries to swarm on federal property. The now, in case you didn't know, because the mainstream media doesn't talk about it, the Antifa and Black Lives Matter literally attacked, tried to attack the White House. The president of the United States, Donald Trump, had to go into the bunker. For the first time in history, and then the mob tried to burn down St. John's Historical Church. The next day, uh, Donald Trump, in an act of defiance, walked over to the church and held a Bible up. And for that, he was summarily destroyed by the media. That's what we live in today, and I reject it wholeheartedly. White House grounds sends the president into a bunker with his family, and there's very little consequences, I guess, compared to January 6th. And so I think the law is very fluid. Merrick Garland is, is much to blame. So yep. is Joe Biden. Yes. 
it's part of the left ideology that's in ascendance right now. And it's very scary because... No, it's not in ascendance anymore. It's starting to decline. I think most Americans realize if you are of a particular political persuasion and you break the law or you're accused of breaking law, you're going to be treated very differently. And that's going to change real soon. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. This is pretty big news. This is the AP's uh, uh, lead this morning uh, with regard to the Supreme Court expands gun rights with nation divided. Yeah, no, not really. No, not not really. Uh, concealed carry permits. Uh, women are starting to want them more because Democrats have completely bleeped up large cities around the country. And uh, the left has always hated guns. They did their level best to get rid of guns. They'll keep trying. They use, you know, school shootings. And anytime some tragedy happens before the bodies are even uh, cool, uh, they go ahead and start pushing for gun control legislation and gun confiscation and all that. And they've got to be wetting their pants today. Oh, God. I just I freaking love it in a major expansion of expansion of gun rights. The Supreme Court said Thursday that Americans have a right to carry firearms in public for self-defense, a ruling likely to lead to more people legally armed in cities and beyond. Hold on. We just got this uh, report in here. This is from the National Media Corporation of the Media of America. And it says here, since the Supreme Court has approved concealed carry for Americans who want legal firearms, uh, no one has died because of, uh, because of the ruling. It hasn't happened. Um, but today, most certainly, somebody's life will probably be saved by someone who has a firearm legally. Yeah. A couple deer might die, you know, although it isn't really deer season anymore. There you go. That's the big news. Uh, the left is getting curb stomped. You know why? Because they're intellectually and morally bankrupt. Because their ideas are terrible and they suck. Abject failure. Texas police commander lights up local officers in Uvalde, Texas. Claims it could have been stopped in minutes, and I'm going to have to agree. One recent report said the Uvalde police and other first-in-law enforcement officers waited more than 75 minutes. They did that. They did that was an abject failure on their part, according to the head of the Texas Department of Public Safety. There's compelling evidence that the law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary was an abject failure and antithetical to everything we've learned over the last two decades since the Columbine massacre. Here is a report about the police pathetic response there. The main headline to come out of this is that we now know that police officers had rifles as well as at least one ballistic vest uh, within about... Shields, too. There were shields. 19 minutes after first arriving at that school. You can see in this photograph that an officer to the left had that high-powered weapon. What beats uh, what? Uh, a single individual with a weapon and a... Uh, uh, body armor on their chest or 30 police officers heavy armed with body armor and shields and battering rams and flash grenades. And that the officer on the right had a ballistic shield. The timing is important. This is at 1152 in the morning. 
19 minutes after the gunman entered the school. Three minutes after the subject entered the West Building, there was a sufficient number of armed officers wearing body armor to isolate, distract, and neutralize the subject. The only thing stopping the hallway of dedicated officers, I don't know how dedicated they were, officers from entering rooms 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of the kids. One error, 14 minutes and 8 seconds, the director said the young students waiting in the classroom for police to save them. Uh, This guy went on to testify that officers were in part waiting for a key that was not needed, waiting for a freaking key to get into a classroom. I have great reasons to believe it was never security testified. How about trying the door and seeing if it's locked? Obviously, not enough training was done in this situation, plain and simple. Meanwhile, mothers and fathers were begging to go in to save the lives of their children. Meanwhile, a Border Patrol agent who was in a chair getting his hair cut said to his barber, let me have your shotgun. I'm going to go save my kid. And he did. He ended it. cop husband of murdered Uvalde teacher tried to rush in and save his wife after she called to tell him she'd been shot, but colleagues stopped him and took his gun away. Ruben Ruiz tried to rush in to save his wife after she phoned saying she'd been shot. Cops did not confront the gunman for an hour despite arriving three minutes into the attack and Ruiz's wife bled to death. I've got... uh, My thoughts on this coming up and what we've done to the institution of policing and to masculinity America, that's part of it. It's on the way. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Just uh, for those of you who are uh, paying attention to climate change, who, uh, space bubbles could combat climate change by creating a floating shield the size of Brazil between uh, Earth and the sun to block radiation from hitting our planet. The MIT researchers are working to combat climate change by using a giant space bubble the size of Brazil that could sit between Earth and sun. Uh, this comes from the MIT Department of Pulling uh, Ideas Out of Your uh, Rear End, apparently. Uh, the geoengineering idea would feature inflatable bubbles organized in a circular shape the size of Brazil. So the world would get a Brazilian, I think is what they're saying. Anyway, would sit between the Earth and the sun, blocking its radiation from hitting our planet. Uh, now the only thing is how to get the gas into the bubbles. And uh, I'm thinking they're going to say astronaut farts. I could be wrong. I could be, maybe NASA would, uh, part of the training program would be eating Taco Bell for an entire year. I, you know, I'm just saying. Space bubbles, space bubbles is what they're saying. So what happened in uh, Uvalde, Texas? Uvalde, Uvalde, some people call it Uvalde. I'm not from there, so uh, I'll just say Uvalde, Texas. And these precious children that were murdered and the uh, Democrat Party, which isn't interested in fixing the problem. They're only interested in checking a box and giving some sort of victory to the dear leader 
to the point of even in even in New York, uh, Kathy Hochul, one of her her new uh, gun legislation that went through in a, in a heartbeat, uh, doesn't even contain uh, the same body armor that the shooter in Buffalo was using. It actually excludes it. That's how stupid these people are, and how unserious they are. But you know, we we uh, live in a world. Um, and I believe in God. I believe there's a reason why we're here. I believe there's a reason why, uh, you know, uh, apes are still apes and humans are, you know, cracking the mysteries of the universe and now are getting ready to peer into the deepest rest- recesses of space, uh, 15 billion light years to literally uh, touch the hand of God. That said, I put a little time into it. My wife and I are equals. In our marriage, we are equal. She's actually, if, any, if anybody has the upper hand, it's she does. She's feminine. She's not as physically as strong as me. She never will be. She can get me a million other ways. A million other ways. But we are equal in our home, equal in our family's decisions. But if, and, and she could, you know, defend, but I feel like one of my duties as the father and the husband here is to protect my family. And it's, it's just instilled in me. Is it, a, is it a masculine thing? Possibly. Is, is that toxic masculinity? Oh, hell no. But we've got police departments around the country. We've got the military now that is literally, uh, they have a video on pronouns. In a, in a cruel world that wants to murder you and take your property, they want to teach pronouns. If Russian soldiers invaded the United States, you know what they would do? They would rape and murder their way all the way to Washington, D.C. without even thinking twice about it. That's what they did in Germany. That's what they're doing in Ukraine. The Chinese soldiers are probably do about the same thing. Murder, 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 all the way to Washington, D.C. if they didn't get any pushback. Well, uh, you and I are the pushback. You and I are the ones who were given the uh, Second Amendment to the Constitution, gifted to our generation over generations by the Founding Fathers. It is there so that you and I can possess weapons of war for self-defense from other individuals, from threats within the country and outside the country. What was the first thing that Ukraine did when Russia invaded They took truckloads of military weapons. They went to the streets and they begged their population to pick up arms to fight. Yeah. But we've got a, uh, what I used to call the Oprahization of the culture, the feminization of the culture. You've got people saying that things are uh, toxically masculine. That's absurd. There's, there's, uh, there's toxic behavior, rather masculine or feminine, dear God in heaven. Uh, there's toxic femininity. Trust me, there is toxic femininity. But um, it's caused a softening of the culture. Then you combine this with the left going after the police in, in the ultimate bit of insanity to go after citizens who volunteer to become police officers to lay their line, uh, life on the line every day. How many times do you get out of bed, you, you get dressed in the morning, you put your uh, uniform on, you put your Kevlar vest on, you put your pepper spray on, you put your sidearm here, you go get in your car, and you kiss your family goodbye not knowing if you're going to come back. And they volunteer for it, and they're not even paid very well. Well, considering the assault that the police are under with regard to everything being under the microscope 
Is it any surprise that Uvalde happened? Is it any surprise that police departments around the country are begging for officers because of all of what I've just said? Is it a surprise that the officers in Uvalde behaved the way they did while they were in uniform and it took somebody out of uniform to rush to school and do it? This is Joe Gamaldi. He is the national vice president of the FOP, the Fraternal Order of Police. And he said earlier this week that the media and politicians have been doing their very best to burn down the Institute of Policing. And they've been very successful. And the question remains, what happens to the country post Police. You know, for the better part of a decade, we've had the media and politicians systematically burning down the institution of policing in this country, and now we're just living in the ashes. Retirements are up nationwide 45%. Resignations are up 20%. The NYPD saw a 40% spike in people leaving the department. In, in 2001, on September the 12th, Every person in this country was behind our first responders because 350 of them rushed into two burning buildings and were crushed to death summarily. They didn't care about the race. They didn't care about the creed. They didn't care about anything with regard to the people in those buildings. All they cared about was saving as many lives as they could. In Seattle, they're having hundreds of police officers leave their department. And the sad part is, is we don't have anybody to take their place because recruitment is tanking worse than the stock market was last week. Applications are down 40% in Massachusetts, 80% down in New Jersey. In Illinois, they're down 70%. Chicago alone has seen an 83% reduction in applications. This is, listen, this is leading to dangerous understaffing on the streets. It's time to start telling the left no. If they decide they're going to take the streets, and burn things if Roe v. Wade gets turned around? You say no. You defend your church. You defend your family. You scream no to the high heavens. We don't have to take this crap anymore. When the left goes after the police and calls them all racist, as they go out and face a potentially life-threatening situation almost every day, you say no. At a time when violence against us is through the roof, to the tune of 157 police officers shot already this year. Wow. Response times are through the roof. We don't even have people to investigate the crimes. Is it any surprise that we got that kind of response from Uvalde? I'm not dismissing what they did. That's not what I would have done. That's not probably what you would have done. But, of course, you know, they are getting criticism they deserve. But it is, is it a surprise? In Seattle, they're not investigating sexual assault cases because they need all hands on deck on the street. I've been a police officer for 17 years, Dana. It is not hyperbole when I say our profession is dying. Yeah, and what happens post-police? There's a TV show. It's uh, post-humanity. Ever seen that? It's like when if, if humanity just stopped existing and they show, uh, you know, they show Vegas and uh, and they uh, they show like the casino still the lights on for about 24 hours. Then it starts to fade. And they're like, it's pretty interesting. What's the world like post-police? Well, we're kind of seeing that in America's cities, in our big cities. 
with the crime statistics that I quoted uh, an hour ago. Yeah. Doug in Baltimore, which is a metaphor for the entire country with regard to policing and criminality and the big fail of the left. Doug, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts. How are you, sir? Glorious. Thank you for being the only person I have ever heard on the radio tell the truth about the Second Amendment. doesn't have a damn thing to do with hunting or target practice. It's got to do with overthrowing a corrupt government. And I want to thank you for telling people the truth. Yes. That's all I got to say. Oh, thank you, brother. And I appreciate it, Doug. Uh, You know, and, and God darn it. Here's what I bring to the table every day. Life experience, common sense, and research. That's what I do. That's, that's what made me reach the, the decision the other day when I heard uh, Elizabeth Warren or some bat guano crazy leftist saying, You don't need weapons of war! That's what the Second Amendment is for. I hate to tell you, the Second Amendment is not about taking your 12-gauge out there, your 30-06, going out there and sitting in a duck blind and shooting ducks, or going to the target practice and shooting a target. You know why you shoot a target? Because uh, you want to be able to hit a target. Sometimes that target is going to be uh, an animal that, uh, you know, there's hunting season. It's used to control the, the animal population in a, uh, in a, uh, a responsible manner. And the other thing you want to be uh, accurate in is if some guy is trying to rob your convenience store or break into your house and rape your wife and kill your children. Yeah, that's what it's for. Because you want to be able to hit that, uh, that target. Boom, right there. And in that, uh, that discussion before it, is, it has to happen. That's, that's what the Second Amendment's here for. If you think it's about duck hunting and, uh, and target practice, move to Canada. I'm really serious because that's what Justin Trudeau says. Justin Trudeau says you, you cannot defend yourself in Canada. So no, 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 no. You cannot defend yourself in, can- in Canada. That's not what the, the uh, ownership of guns is all about. Now, I played this earlier. If you haven't heard it, this is the prime minister. This is the little uh, fop that runs uh, Canada. Here he is talking about guns in Canada. If you believe what the left believes about guns, then you should move to Canada because this. There are debates, and we have a, a, a culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or for sport shooting in Canada, and there's lots of gun owners, and they're mostly law-respecting and, and, and law-abiding. And if we didn't have the Second Amendment of this country, that's probably what we would have. But you see, we don't have that. The left thinks we do, but we don't. But you can't use a gun for self-protection. Now, what kind of sense does that make? Well, it makes Canada's kind of sense. Because, you see, Canada doesn't have to worry about self-defense because, as I said earlier, they're a sucker fish on the United States feeding off uh, us because nobody bleeps with us. Nobody's going to bleep with Canada. So you live under the protective umbrella of the, uh, of the Second Amendment or of the United States military. Uh, you can say stupid crap like that. But uh, if you just believe it's for target practice and you just believe it's for turkey hunting, then uh, go to Canada because it was meant to defend us against enemies foreign and domestic. Let's take a break. This is The Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. And I'm sorry this dark day has come. Kathy Hochul. They were supposed to go back to what was in place 
since 1788 when the Constitution of the United States of America was ratified. And I would like to point out to the Supreme Court justices that the only weapons at the time were muskets. Well, in that case, I don't think women could vote back then. So you want to go there, too? I'm prepared to go back to muskets. I don't think they envision the high-capacity assault weapon magazines intended for battlefields as being covered from it, but I guess we're just going to have to disagree. Yeah, I guess you're going to disagree because, you know, you just got your ass handed to you. Um, and, and a musket was a weapon of war. It was the weapon of war in 1776, as was the cannon, among other things. And the weapons of war have changed. And the Second Amendment is there so that people can defend themselves using weapons of war. Now, does it mean you need a tank? No. But that's what the Second Amendment is all about. Let's go to Frank in one of my favorite places. I miss living close to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Frank, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up, my friend? Hey, Rob. How are you doing today? Oh, buddy, I miss, I miss driving to Gettysburg on my days off and just walking the battlefields, bro. Have you, do you do that often? Does it ever lose its luster? I, I practically live on the battlefield, Rob. That's actually wow. one of the reasons I called because of this subject today. Yes, sir. And um, I'm friends with you on Truth Social, so if you ever come back, okay. look me up. I'll give you a tour. I'd love it. Go ahead. So, Rob, I live in a place, as you know, and many of your listeners know, that is synonymous with firearms. Yeah. There were 53,000 people killed, yeah. wounded, captured on, in just three days. That's equivalent to 12 World Trade Center attacks. So every day, I am reminded of who we are as America and who we are as Americans because of the God-given right of the Second Amendment. You know, my great-great-grandfather fought at that battle, yet we and I have been called a racist, you know, a white supremacist. And this is what the left does to us. January 6th was not an insurrection. But I'll tell you what, maybe there should be an insurrection because they have taken our rights away. This is not the same America that I've grown up in and see today. There's a dual system of justice with us. Oh, yes. My question to you is why do we, we talk a lot, but why is it that we continue as conservatives, as as, as people of faith, of people that believe in life, why is it that, that you think we continue to be the whipping post? Because um, I think that we have, we are good-hearted people. We are willing to think the best of people. Even in government, we were, we've always been willing to think the best that they're looking out for us. And, and now we're beginning to realize how ungodly against the, uh, us they are. That's, that's what's really, we're featuring a great, uh, a great awakening in this country. And I am not down for an armed insurrection, not one little bit. But I do look at the, uh, at the Declaration of Independence and I look at our founders and I and I see their grievances against uh, of England at the time and I think that those grievances pale by comparison to what we're going through right now uh, I, I really really do when you look at all of the abuses that we've gone through with regard to this government that it just I mean it's just out of control um, that's that's what I think that's where I think we are right now what, what are your thoughts 
And I agree. And, and, and if you look at all those founding documents, it's very clear in there. And it says, um, I'll, I'll paraphrase, that when under utter desperation, we are to throw off such government. What does the founding fathers mean by that? Does that do they mean that we should sit in our room and twiddle our thumb or we should just go break a couple windows? You know, uh, you know, I mean, when when government gets to the point where it sapped all your rights, they try to take your 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 only way of defending yourself or, of your freedom of speech. You know, Amendment one, two, three. I mean, they they yeah. when is it that we get to the point where we say we need to throw off such government? We're already there. Uh, thanks for the call. Um, this is, these are the words, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such a government and to provide new guards for their future security. Now, uh, again, no, no, not a violent, not a violent insurrection. Uh, make yourselves known, say no, vote. Uh, if somebody tries to cheat, voting, videotape them. If you're, there is a vote uh, a drop box near your home, monitor it, videotape it. Uh, I could go on and on and on, but the nonsense stops now. The nonsense stops now with the word no and some really kick-ass Supreme Court decisions yesterday and today. Let's take a break, come back and wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, kids, that's going to do it for the show today. I greatly appreciate you joining me. You don't want to miss the podcast of today's show. If you missed a second of it, you want to listen. If you want to hear some glorious uh, commentary and comedy, just go to the Rob Carson Show podcast, the Rob Char- Carson Show podcast. Go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the platforms. God bless you guys. Have a glorious day. Thank you, Supreme Court. Thank you, Second Amendment and First Amendment. And I'll see you tomorrow. Don't catch the stupid in the meantime. Bye. Bye.